Welcome to the Indomitable Health and Fitness Podcast with me, your host, Shay Quinn. And this is episode three, part two. Uh, on the first day, on part one of episode three, I had my sister, Ethan, as a guest. And she is a recurring guest this time. But this podcast episode, we are joined by Brother Jack. How's it going? How's it going, brother? Um, so, right, boys. So, we'll just dive back into really, like... The funny thing is, people listening to this podcast is like, you know, we, you know, have conversations that, you know, are pretty profound. And like, the things we're going to talk about in this podcast, honestly, we would talk about like in everyday life. Um, whether we're sitting at the kitchen table having dinner, uh, going out for drives, like, honestly, like, when it comes to me and my family and my friends, we have these sorts of conversations all the time. It's not just for the purposes of, of a podcast. We have these deep, profound conversations all the time. So it's really just second nature to us. But um, some of the things that I think we should talk about in this episode of the podcast would be, um, I think I think we'll start with relationships. So like for you, um, what what do you think makes, what do you, what do you think are some of the keys to really, you know, cultivating successful, prosperous, healthy relationships? So, I go first. Yeah, you start first. Um, and then, so with relationships, that's, you know, with everyone, that's not yeah. just strictly romantic. Yeah, it can be, you know, obviously romantic relationship with your partner, can be a relationship with your family, and yeah. obviously your friends, and even professional relationships as well, like yeah. um, with your work and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and university, from that kind of perspective as well. Um, well, for me, it's just the basics, to be honest. Um, communication is probably number one. Like, you need, to, you need to speak to them, like, every time. Like, you can't be going blank and, like, uh, like especially, like, if you have a romantic relationship, that'd be a bit weird. But same with your friends and same with work. You, even work's the interesting one because uh, they're people who are basically strangers, but you only have a relationship with them because of work. And you probably wouldn't really have a relationship outside work on this. Like, you just really hit it off and you just are, like, good friends. But... Like, if you're walking past people and working blank on them, it's a bit rude. So, communication's yeah. key, and the right communication's key. But then, the main thing as well is, is trust and honesty. Yeah, And, like, with the same with anyone. Like, you can't be lying to your girlfriend, boyfriend. You can't be lying to your mom, your dad. And it's the same in work. Like, if you if you made a mistake in work, you have to stand up and be like, you know, I made that mistake. And that should build respect. And then, yeah, respect's not a big thing in relationships as well. And uh, it's easy to be selfish in relationships and sort of like think of what do I want from this? But um, you need to also be able to respect the other person and think, you know, I need, there's a bit of give and take in this relationship, you know what I mean? I can't just take. Um, so communication, respect, honesty. Yeah. I would say that that's, for me, it's three core values, but there's definitely more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's one of the anything. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with, literally everything she said a lot of my main points a lot of my points sort of came from what you said like communication is such a big thing I feel like in relationships being able to communicate how you feel about certain things is so it's like the utmost importance because mm-hmm. you know when you don't communicate and we all know this it's like you, it's 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 so it's so prevalent whenever you don't communicate with someone and there's that underlying tension because you haven't yeah. spoken about something, you know, that just leads to arguments and that's, anyone knows that, that's, it's so obvious because although you might be fully aware of it, when you think about it, you know, if you think about a lot of the arguments you, you might have, it's 
probably most of the time due to you know miscommunication, not yeah. actually communicating how I feel, and so that leads to heated arguments and. When there's times where you can just sit down and talk, although yeah. it's so much more easier said than done, but it's it's a lot it's a better option than having a full scale row. Yeah. Although that is very hard to do, you know. There's, there's probably a lot of times where you want to talk to someone about something, and it is very hard. Like especially if it's something that's about something that will obviously be sensitive to that person, even sensitive to you. You're reluctant to have a conversation like that because you know it's gonna be hard, and because like it, us as human beings we don't want to do those things because of course why would you why would you want to have a conversation that's going to be difficult mm. although me now I, I would love to have a conversation that's difficult because it stops arguments but um, although again that's so much more easier said than done yeah. especially if it depends if the pet you know type of people that you're dealing with like I know with you if I had a problem it'd be so easy I could just speak to you about it yeah. you're very yeah, understanding yeah. people and that's something I respect a lot even my friends that's something I truly respect about them is that if I have a problem we're all mature about it and we all speak about the things that we're not necessarily happy about and the things that we don't talk about. I think that's, that's uh, going back, that's such an important thing in relationships, not being able to, f- not being afraid to speak about something. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's a tyranny then. You know, you're, you're afraid to speak about something that's not a relationship, that's a tyranny. You shouldn't be able, you shouldn't be afraid to speak about, you know, you shouldn't be afraid to speak about something that you're passionate about or, you know, something that's annoying you mm-hmm. or yeah, something that will cause arguments because you don't speak about it so yeah yeah 100% like the only things that would maybe add there is all made fantastic points like and I think you know awareness in relationships is you know massive um that would be you know just awareness not even just obviously fundamentally your partner's needs and wants in a relationship but even just being aware of your own wants and needs in certain relationships you know yeah Take, for example, like your intimate partner, um, you know, being respectful, that's another thing. Respect is another key um, value when it comes to, like, trying to foster, like, you know, healthy relationships, congruent relationships as well. Um, you obviously want to respect people's boundaries and be aware of their boundaries, like your partner's boundaries, you know. Yeah. I, myself, like, when I'm in a relationship with somebody, like, I am a very independent person and I really do like need my own space yeah. do you know what I mean and like my own free time to myself um, don't get me wrong like I absolutely cherish and love the time I'm with my friends my family and if I'm with a partner but at the same time I think everybody should be comfortable in their own space and you know be comfortable with being on their own do you know what I mean not just with the crowd do you know what I mean because there will be times in your life where you will be on your own and you need to be comfortable with that you can't always be like reliant on the company of others or be yeah. dependent on others. Do you know what I mean? Like, a, like unfortunately, uh, like a thing I've run into in past relationships is like, people get so attached and so dependent on me. And honestly, it, it, su- it suffocates me. Like I, I really don't like, I really do not want in a partner, someone who is very attached and very dependent. Like I really like resonate with somebody who is very strong and very independent. Like, similar sort of like uh, values and sort of like mindset to me you know that's what I really resonate with not somebody who's like extremely attached extremely dependent on me do you know what I mean I, I find that quite off-putting to be fair um like I don't know if like would you also agree with that like um, yeah yeah, yeah it's a, totally I'm in an interesting position where I've experienced that from the other side where I was in a relationship where 
I agree very attached and it's easy to look back and sort of see where you were but in the moment you don't realize it and uh I'm well, not to get into specifics but it was one of my first relationships and then like the per the other person sort of like got that vibe and then eventually it didn't work out but then when you sit back and then that was a key point in my life when it comes to relationships so that's sort of moment you have to sit back and analyze what went wrong and then realize that both people might have made mistakes both people might have been good or bad or whatever but then you realize what you done wrong and then yeah you, you do that like mental soul searching and there was a lot of maturity that came out of that situation for myself so I was in a situation where I was very attached and then I would say I'm th- very thankful that situation happened because now leading into you know relationships afterwards and then my current relationship now it's definitely helped because it's definitely something that I was I was just I got too attached too quick and it ended up being a problem and I learned from it and then it went on from there so I think sometimes it is good and you know yourself going through some relationships that were good and bad but learning from them learning what was good and what was bad and then you know improving from it that would then eventually help you down the line to finding the one committed relationship that you will have you know hopefully for the rest of your life so I think people also have to realize that's the same with friendships it's not just solely romantic relationships it's I've definitely had some friendships where I was wrong and I exhibited some traits that I'm certainly embarrassed about to be honest and they they might have called me out and not and then at first you're like I don't really like the way that person called me out for being such and such and then when if you're mature enough to sit back and think do they actually have grounds to say it is such a thing about me and then you think oh wait that's actually true and then you realize oh that trait about me is not so nice and then you build on top of that and then that's a big thing relationships can be so useful to help build a better you in so many ways because so many people can see obviously there's negative things they can say that aren't useful but then there's like if someone who actually really cares about you and they're actually giving you some really good constructive criticism it's mm-hmm. it's a hard it's a hard pill to swallow mm-hmm. but it's so useful in your like road to self-improvement you know what i mean so <laughs> that that's that's the good thing about some relationships that ended up being really bad yeah. you can learn even if it's someone you mightn't speak to ever again because that relationship was toxic and mm-hmm. didn't work whatever the reason is um if you learn one really important life lesson that helps you improve and other relationships going forward that relationship was a success in that way mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah it's just like the lessons you learn from the relationships um yeah you know i do really i think in general you to achieve a lot of actual personal growth mm-hmm. particularly improving things like your emotional intelligence um and a big thing like i've really come to terms with like through the the, the lessons i've learned in past relationships um and like you know i've now got the point where like i know what i want in a partner and like the characteristics and traits that I would, you know, desire and find attractive. And, like, fundamentally, you know, when it comes down to it, one of the biggest things I'm looking for is I want somebody who wants to grow with me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I want somebody who is willing not just to sit back and be idle and, like, just not look after themselves or, like, strive for personal growth and is just happy to take a back seat and let me, like, grow. No, I want somebody who is going to grow with me on this journey. Like, someone has to match me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody, like, maybe not to the intensity that, like, everything I do, but, like, at least, you know, this person should want to grow with me in this journey. Um, Whether it be just, like, a, like an example would be, like, like 
I like long game, long term goals. Like I want to be like a business, like I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to have my own gym. I want to be a fitness like entrepreneur and businessman. So like, say hypothetically, if I was to go to like a mastermind conference or like a personal growth conference for business or entrepreneurs within the fitness industry, if my partner. Like if, if she doesn't like if she if I ask her will you come to this with me, and if she says no, that's boring or like I'm not interested in that. Honestly, I, that would be a major red flag for me, mm-hmm. and I'd be like you know what I don't think you're right for me, because you have to be in this with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think. You know that that's my own personal example, but even use you know when you grow up and or like if when you grow up and like Jack like you said you're you're like a, like a, you're obviously very happy with her, but like I know like you you make it work, but like that's what it really is. You, I'm sure you can think of your own relevant examples or of like things that you're really truly invested in, and you know if you ask your partner the same question, like are you in this with me? Mm. Like I'm sure if you asked her, I'm sure she would actually be in with you, lad, because like I, I can see that you're happy, but like you know that for me like that's a fundamental component if i want to make a relationship work i yeah. think definitely one thing sorry for interrupting you but no go ahead um just based off what you said uh, a minute ago i think it was uh, i can't remember time but it was the fact that you said that they have to be in it with you i'm not um assuming that that would not be reciprocated but i think it'd be very easy to forget especially for me it's obviously like sort of like hierarchy like of you know like a scale of like what i think is important and i think it's be very important that so although say your partner don't have your you and your partner don't have similar interests right she doesn't want to become hypothetical situations it's yeah. so like tedious it's like yeah. hypothetical situation right she doesn't you know she wants to go into something completely different say she's like a doctor okay that's that's yeah. pretty high aspiration um say she's a doctor and of course she wouldn't really necessarily be interested in going to like something like that say business woman just be more specific and yet she still went yeah and she had something something to do with like doctor stuff apologies doctor stuff like us <laughs> um and it was something to do with books like same idea of the growth and she asked you to go and of course i'm assuming the answer is going to be yes and it's easy to say that yeah. but say that day it's like you said yourself you you uh, value your free time and that's and like i'm not trying to make you out as like some sort of like something that you're not but it just like i think it'd be very easy to forget you know it's like oh no i can't go like this to do whatever even though you could have made time for it i think that's something that's very important is making time for things like that but that being reciprocated not just being like oh you come with this you go to this me and then mm. you're not reciprocating that yeah not saying you would do that but that could be her you know like yeah you do all this stuff with her but yet she doesn't do the same for you and i think yeah. that's something that going back would be something that you and again I have no like I can't really make an opinion on this I've never been in a romantic relationship but I feel like that's something that you even said awareness that's something that'd be so important you know being aware of that or yeah. being aware that you were wrong and I think that's something that can be hard to do as you said it's a hard pill to swallow mm-hmm. um especially like, that's something that's so small it's like but for you it's so important but that might be as important to her and never yeah. swapped you know yeah I mean I just use that as an example yeah but you was something that's so important to her that yeah. you didn't make time for and that made her her feelings and yeah, yeah, yeah. you shouldn't end a relationship because of that a one small thing like that yeah i would think but at the same time i think maybe like i wouldn't necessarily end a relationship if that particular scenario manifested but yeah. it would be a little red flag but fundamentally what i'm looking for she doesn't even like you know she doesn't have to like attend like that say like a, a, a mastermind or a business conference with me yeah 
as long as she has the desire to grow as a person, has that fundamental desire to better herself and grow yeah. as a person on the journey with me, honestly, that's really all I need. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? If she has that mindset as a foundation, that's that's all that's needed. Like, yeah. Um, she doesn't have to be all in like that, but it, it was just like a little example. Yeah. Of like maybe to really exemplify my point of what yeah. what I'd be looking for when it comes to a partner and like to have that same sort of like mindset and be in the same way of them. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But uh, yeah, certainly, I certainly wouldn't like you know drop a partner because of that. Like, yeah. Um, solely because of that. Like, that's yeah. one thing I definitely need to work on is like nitpicking every single thing she just says. It happens, it happens so much. I don't think people realize. But like, she would say one thing and then I just pick up on it. No, like, but I, I really appreciate you doing that because that makes me like, rethink what I said, and yeah. then maybe like if there is like that's good. You're thinking critically, like, and yeah. it makes me then think critically about what I just said. Yeah. And you know maybe it it me it actually makes me probably, like augment like my point. Yeah. And like amplify it a wee bit, or I can really just adjust it to like, cause maybe like I like I'm not, I'm not like some god who's always right. No, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I have my fallacies yeah. and I do make mistakes. Yeah. But like, because I feel like if something can obviously be misconstrued, then like, oh, she's wrong. Yeah. Here. I could definitely catch <laughs> right. That's not what I'm trying you're, to achieve, <laughs> and I want to make that really clear. You bring you bring that. That was like you bring a really great balance, like you know, yeah. in the sense that, yeah. for and you see, you're right because people might have heard what I said and been like fuck like he's being really extreme there like yeah. i mean like and they would like misconstrue what i say yeah. i think fuck he's like like he dropped a girl because like she didn't go to like some conference room yeah. like, and then you you obviously were aware of that yeah. and then you took that point kind of deconstructed it and then we were able to like really hash it out and really just deconstruct it for everybody else like to say essentially like no like i mean i'm not gonna like like drop a partner because of that sole reason but yeah. it's just it was an example I used to exemplify my point. Yeah. But, do you know what I mean? I think the core message behind it's obviously it it's good and it stays the same. I see. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like if it was right in the sense that like if, if it was that exact same situation and then they didn't go, it would be unfair to immediately just be like uh discard discard relationship. Yeah. But it's yeah. more like if you're in a relationship where everything is great, but when it comes to your aspirations and goals, and say you know yours is whatever, say it's the channel, say it's entrepreneurship, say it's all these things. She's all like, no, she. I think it's safer that you do this and you become this and you get into like say back in the day the real secure job was like say teaching or something you know what I mean yeah. a really secure job with a pension say civil service as well say so she's like I think you're best doing this and like keeps on pushing you into this hole that she thinks is secure because she wants a secure life with you because like you want to have kids and have a secure income and all that there I think it's like yeah. It's, the relationship's nine, but it could be a ten. Like, say everything is great, but then it's just that one thing. When it comes to your dreams and aspirations and goals, she just doesn't support it. She just wants you to do what she think is what she thinks is safe. And you are in a stage of your life where um obviously you're looking for serious relationships and like I'm the I'm the same as well, but you're in that stage where some girls might want that security more than they would if they're twenty. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're in that stage of life where some girls are thinking like, well, you know, I'm 25, I need to be selling down all this here, but, mm. um, which is fair enough to them to think, but if you have someone who's sort of like, just not meeting you with the same energy when it comes to your goals and they sort of want you to get this safer option or do this or do that, the other, it's not going to work. I, I know yeah. that's the core message you were saying and yeah. I totally agree with that, you know what I mean? Like, it's obvious, like, say even she goes to the event, but the whole time she's saying, I don't think you can do that. 
you know all this here and that that's so toxic yeah. but that's yeah. as i mean that's an example of sorry we're good but this isn't gonna work you know no. what i mean yeah and that that like you you add those points on that like that like you know yourself if it was you as well like i mean she's saying all that to you i mean that's a red flag like yeah. i mean it's not that we would say like oh it's, it's instantly over but like you know because like if it was like turn around do you know what i mean and your it was your partner attending a, like a conference or like if it was my partner and like and she was say a doctor and like she was like doing something that was related to her field i would fully support her do you yeah. know what I, mean? I would fully want her to be the best possible version of herself in that field and like to get better as a doctor or ultimately get better as a person like and achieve greater personal growth and that's what we're looking for like do you know what I mean mm -hmm. like you know that's what I'm fundamentally looking for like I mean I understand like obviously like say starting a business being a business person being an entrepreneur it, it is risky do you know what I mean but like a good quote like I always think of like is uh, boats um, are certainly safe in a harbour but that's not what boats are made for like yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, in order to succeed in life, you need to take risks. Yeah. In order to achieve greatness in life, you have to take risks. You cannot be idle and just settle for mediocrity because, like, me, personally, like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want mediocrity, like, in my life. Like, I don't want to be working a nine-to-five job that I resent. I want to be, like, I'll, I'll work a nine-to-five job, but it'll be on my terms. I'll be doing something that I truly love and I truly am invested in yeah. that enriches and fulfills my life in every possible facet and capacity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Something that I wake up in the morning, I truly am invested in this. I truly love this. It's not even a job. It's not even a career. It's a vocation. It's a mission. Yeah. It's like having something that's greater than you, having a mission in life. Like, for me, it's to be a personal trainer it's to be a coach it's to be a business per business owner and own a gym that's my long-term mission and goal and dream yeah do you know what i mean i have to i do understand that the journey and process to get there is going to be a long one an arduous one it's going to be full of peaks and valleys it's going to be full of twists and turns Um. there's going to be a lot of challenges there's going to be a lot of adversity but i fucking i relish that i look forward to it. and i might have to like do jobs i might have to do jobs that don't uh, fulfill me and enrich me and give me satisfaction, but I'm willing to do that in order to achieve my dream ultimately in life. Um, yeah. I think as well, people, um, a lot of older people need to understand that if, even if they're right now, even if they're like in their mid, you know, like 40s or 50s, even then, like if they're in a job that they do resent, although they're close to retirement, like that doesn't mean to like age and people or anything, but like a perfect example is like our mom, you know, like that's something that inspires me so much is the fact that she is going back. And yeah. she's chasing her dreams, but still, you know, when all of the odds are stacked against her, like many people said, why, you know, like, what's the point of an entire family? You know, what, like, you know, if you left, you wouldn't be looking after them. It's like, no, that's not true. Do you know what I mean? There's so many things that like people judged her for and criticized her for, and yet she defied all of the odds and went back. Yeah. And that's something I highly respect so much. The fact that she can juggle everything so well and like she's doing such a good job and that's something I respect so much and that's to take that there and just to say that anyone who is in a similar position as hers not even like say if they're you know just started a job and they absolutely resent it but they need the money 
don't get caught in that trap. I know it's so easy for me to say somebody's 16. Like, that's, it's so easy for me to say that. Like, you know, most people are probably, like, laughing at the fact that the 16-year-old's telling them what to do. But if I can offer, like, any sort of wisdom and hopefully use it like health, because you yeah. actually have, like, this experience. But, um, yeah, don't get caught up in that because you'll be doing that for the rest of your life. Even when, if you're a wee bit older, definitely go back and there's, you know, you have time. I think the thing is, is, um... When you when you grow older, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like one of them things of you will and you're doing it right now. You have a part time job. When you go through life, you will have to work jobs you don't want to, yeah. um, and that is part of it. And the problem with it is, I found like I'm working a job at the moment. Luckily enough, it's a placement, so you know yeah, you, you can sort of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Thinking, not I I really enjoy my job, but it's like I know that I won't be here for the rest of my life which I don't, I don't want to do the job I'm doing for the rest of my life. I want to follow my dreams and my goals and my aspirations, but it's good in that sense. I can see the light at the end of the hole, but if I had a full-time post there, see, the thing is with these, with any business, if you're good at the job, they want to keep you there for as long as they can. And like, it'd be yeah. the same if you had your own business, you would do the same. But, um, and you can easily, I find, if you get too sucked into work, you can just forget your own dreams and goals. And the yeah. next thing, a year is gone, two years gone, five years gone, and you just think one day, fuck, I wanted to be this, and then you realise, but yeah. I am this, and it's just like, the time, like five years ago, which would have been, not the perfect time, but it would have been a lot better time, to try to get after those goals then, yeah. but now I'm sitting here, for mortgage kids, and all this here, and then you've, you're a lot more trapped, than you are, in that situation, than you are now, but um, that's the problem, is when you get into, a, a good job, they, they do try to keep you there and uh, you do can you can easily lose sight of your goals and I done that for a while where I just lost sight of like I got so sucked into work and thinking oh I want to be the best I can be at this job which is good but yeah. that's why like we haul it away and come back it sort of refreshed my mind thinking oh like I like where I am I've improved a lot but let's keep going when it comes to work and keep on doing what I'm doing but also have that side hustle that mental hustle thinking this job is putting you know food on the table for me now it's good experience, loads of positives, but I'm just working at this job right now to get my degree, to get a bit of money, and then I can put that money towards yeah. investments of any type, and that, that's including investments for my own dreams, so you can be investing in textbooks, camera equipment, stocks, whatever it is you want to do, like, if you're investing towards your future and you're using that money from this 9 to 5 job that you don't really like but you're just doing yeah. it because it's a means to an end, that is good. Like, it's yeah. not totally wasted then. Um, It never is really totally wasted, but at least then you're using that source of income, which is that's the main reason why you're there, yeah. Uh, yeah. to invest towards your dreams. And, like, it's the same. I always think of, like, you know, PewDiePie. Like, he used to be, like, he used to work, work at, like, a hot dog flipping company. Like, he was, he was yeah, like, that's, like, his, like, yeah. success story. Like, he used to work as, like, sold hot dogs basically huh. put them in the buns and all that there but he only did it for like i think it was like six months or something but he worked at that yeah. job to get enough money to get filming equipment to then produce content yeah and then don't know i think he went in and out of a lot of different jobs but that's just like one that sticks out my mind because obviously yeah. he's the biggest youtuber now in, in the world yeah. so like he went from very humble beginnings that like anyone could do a sort of minimum wage job like that but if they're doing it and they still have the intention of I'll do this every day but I'm using this as a source of income to put it towards my dreams yeah then it's worth it yeah you know what I mean that's something I definitely agree with and even going back to what she says there's a difference between that and getting you but you know yourself like it's again so easy for me to say because I like I've never 
you know, I worked full time or even a, a substantial amount of time to know exactly what you mean. Whenever you say that you sort of get lost in work and you forget about your goals and your dreams and yeah, and I, I'm not saying like I, that sounds like thing. that that's kind of scary and stuff. But yeah, it's good that it's constantly being going back to like the like the sort of subjective awareness. It's just being constantly aware of what you want. And I again, it's easy for me to say and even for you to say because I can still still imagine there will be times that you will get caught up in work again and you will forget yeah. and that's yeah. fine and. But it's even just to acknowledge the fact that if you're, say, 40 or 50, you've got a family, you know, and you've got, you know, you've got to pay a mortgage and stuff, and then you, you wake up and you realize, what? Like, how did I even get here? Like, this is like, what? I still remember when I, like, finished university, and, like, I want to be this, that, and now I'm here. To know that they're, regardless, I know it, it could probably just apply to certain situations, like, if you want to become, like, an NFL athlete, then I feel like, <laughs> no harm, but, like, <laughs> that's the, the, the windows, much, yeah, yeah, the windows now closed. Yeah, the windows now very much closed. Um... Yeah. But if it's something like you want to become an entrepreneur or you wanted to go on a different line of work and do another degree, then that's certainly possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like obviously you got to be realistic yeah, in yeah. terms of uh, your aspirations and your dreams. Like, but uh, at the same time, though, you know, be ambitious. Um, set, set goals that are achievable but are also lofty and challenge you and push you. Um, to be better and to grow um, like personal growth really is the fucking best commodity like and honestly the best commodity you can have in life and I mean you see like I'm almost conscious I'm, I'm almost apprehensive when I say this because like I know everybody wouldn't feel this way but for me like achieving personal growth is one of the fucking keys to living a happy and fulfilling life I mean I don't know if like I'm sure you agree with me you see, the problem I think is like may a lot of people might like take what I say there and be like, Oh, it's easy for him to say. Like he has this and he has that and he has XYZ and he looks this way and he does this and he talks this way and he fucking acts this way and he does this and that. But honestly, anybody listening to this podcast, I was not born this way. I was not born this way. Yes, some things were in my some things are in my were given to me and I had advantages growing up. I had a phenomenal family supported me from the get-go. Do you know what I mean? But, like, don't get me wrong. Like, everything, all the successes I've achieved in life, I achieved through my own device and through my own hard work, effort, sacrifice, and dedication. And here's the here's the reality. Like, anybody listening, you can achieve that as well. Anybody can achieve this. Anybody can achieve greatness. Everybody has untapped infinite potential. Do you know what I mean? Like, in school... You know, you don't even need to go, like, the more I thought about, like, university, like, university is an avenue to success. It is one avenue, but it's not the sole avenue. And people get caught up and think it's the only avenue. There is many ways to succeed in this life. I've learned that. And the problem I have with university education is that universities teach you what to think. They don't teach you how to think. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many things that I've learned from my own personal interests from doing my own personal research through my own individual and personal learning, the new universities never could have taught me. Like, my ability to even just articulate myself, my ability to improve my emotional intelligence, I've all developed that through my own learning. And this is why it's so fundamental for people to never stop, like, learning. Like, in school, you have a finite... In school, school is finite learning, but in life, you want to be an infinite learner. 
So you want to learn for the rest of your life. You want to achieve personal growth for the rest of your life. You can't stop. Yeah. Like the day you wake up and think, oh, I'm sweet. Like I, I, I don't need to grow anymore. <laughs> like that's like a death sentence. Like you shouldn't yeah. think that way. It's such a self-limiting way to think. Uh, and it, it will lead to just like idleness and stagnation. Ultimately, like I think unhappiness, like because like what I do, like, like and the goals I have, like it gives me such meaning and a purpose. Like, yeah. like I just, I feel so filled and rich, especially fundamentally. I know that like through feedback from people, um, in person talking to me and messaging me, like I know like what I do, like it, it adds value to people's lives. And like, that's really, really when it comes down to it, like well, that is what I'm doing. That is my mission. Like that is why I do what I do. Like I, like this podcast, um, my YouTube channel, like uh, my being a creator of content, like that's what I'm trying to do. People's lives and trying to add value and improve their lives, you know, and just like show them that anybody can see succeed at whatever endeavor they want to in this life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And uh, achieve greatness. And like I think like this is a good wee segue, uh, into like a question that I'd like to ask both you and like. For you, like, what what is your definition of greatness? And like, Jenica, are you for what you oh, want okay. to Okay, um, well, it's, it's a very open ended question, and it can be like open to a lot of perceptions. Um, hmm, just if, with every single thing that you do, and even starting right now, people listening to the podcast, after this, every single thing that you do, put 100% effort into it. Um, I feel greatness is not something that can just be sort of created out of thin air. Like, you go to sleep and you wake up and you have to shake when. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, no harm, but... Um, I agree, like... <laughs> yeah, it's something that, you know, I'm assuming every time she goes and you do a workout, you put home, like, 100% into that workout, although you yeah. might be feeling fatigued, you might be feeling tired, yeah. you still try because, you know, yeah. you're passionate and you're determined. And even with things that you're not necessarily passionate and determined about, like uh, an example would be, say if you're like, for me, although I'm working like a part-time job, making like, in, in, like, in a cafe, so if I'm making someone a coffee, right, I don't put 100% effort into it. Imagine I went to a cafe in my own time and asked for, say, a cappuccino, and I got it, and I was like, wow, I could really see, this person didn't put a lot of effort into this, <laughs> you know, and like, it's like, hot, it's like, did this person put it in the cup? It's like halfway over the coaster and all. It's like, what is this? Stop like, right, like what? Is this even a cappuccino? Is this, is this, is this liquid? Like, you know. Um, you know what I mean? Well, okay, obviously not to that extent. I hope that cafes, no cafes do that because that's kind of concerning if you got like a solid, <laughs> solid drink. But um, even to supply that, although I'm not drinking that and I probably make like, don't make a lot, but I make say like 10 a day. I want to put 100% effort into all of them. And even at that, thus like, even just using this example, Say after, like, I keep putting so much effort into them, I'll make some banging cappuccinos. Do you know what I mean? Like, head me up on a good cappuccino. Do you know what I mean? Like, after a while, you start you start to become good at it. And yeah. again, I can play this to you, Shay. Like, I, I can imagine, like, the first time you worked out, like, you you know, you it's, like, imagine your first workout um, compared to the last workout you, you have, yeah. you know, you've done. Oh, there's yeah. such a. Night and day. It's literally, it's, there's such a huge yeah. difference, but that's because, like, when you start to see those, like, we wee bits of like that sort of like you see that you're growing yeah that there and you become like aware of that then that's infectious you can't stop and mm-hmm. you keep going you become driven you become passionate about it and that's when you start to see greatness because you put so much effort into that yeah 
you start to see green. It's not going to play to every single part of your life, like to the gym, making a cappuccino, <laughs> doing an essay. Do you know what I mean? It can apply to so yeah. many aspects of your life. And even in relationships, it can apply to so many things. And even like in everyday life. So that's my explanation. That's brilliant. Um, yeah, I like the, I like the cappuccino part. Because like, well, to be fair, I'm not even joking, because like, it literally reminded me when I was working in the pub and then like when you're working in the pub and pouring pints, I know it's easy to look like, oh, it's just pouring pints, but there's actually yeah. a, a bit of technique to it. Yeah. So uh, especially at the start when you learn any new skill, you want to put it 100% into it because you need to develop that skill. Um, and if you're not putting 100% into it, you're just going to have a bad time yeah. overall, especially if you're being supervised and someone's watching you and being like, you're not even like paying attention here. You're just like <laughs> doing the action. It's just a total mess. But um, yeah, I think greatness is like within literally everyone. Um, everyone is capable of greatness. Yeah. The only question is, do you have the commitment to achieve greatness? And you need to also have aspirations. Like you could have, like you can be very committed, but if you're just like, oh, all I want to do is, like you set yourself a ceiling and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm committed. I'll meet that ceiling. And then like, that's you being like, oh, right, I'm, I'm done. Here, yeah. Um, I, I'm done with this. I'll stay here or I'll just leave it. No, like to be great, you need to be driven. But you also need to think, right, okay, right, there's level one done. On yeah. to level two and then up to level probably infinite, to be honest. Like, yeah, because like, yeah, like, like if you want to be, like when you think of greatness, I always think of like high level athletes. Yeah. But like the likes of LeBron James, like he wasn't like obviously very committed, but like as soon as he got like his first, you know, three pointer or whatever, um, he wasn't just like, okay, that's me done. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm master of this. It's like, no, he probably studied the greatest people at the game at that moment and then thought, right, what are they doing? Right, I need to match that. I need to be better than that. And then just being relentless in their approach to greatness and their approach mm-hmm. to their field and just being being like a dog where they're constantly hungry for greatness. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's the, like, forget about the LeBron James, forget about the Messi's, think about every day, you know, there's greatness within, within everyone and whatever you're passionate about, if you seek greatness in that and you stay consistent with your work and effort, you will see every day a wee level up, a wee level up, a wee step closer to greatness, whatever greatness is to you. You know what I mean? Like if, you know, whatever your goal is, like if you just want to be, if you want to be like the best content producer, say, like, you know that, oh, I'm at level one here. Um, the likes of, you know, whoever's best in the game, they're at level, whatever. But I know that there's a process here and to be great, I'm going to have to go from beginner to intermediate to novice or whatever to like all these different levels to get to level infinite or level whatever to be great like you need also you need also be this is sort of goes back to what we were speaking before you need, you need to also be willing to fail to be great yeah. as well that's a, a big thing that i feel like we haven't talked about is like to be great you're going to fail yeah. and that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you're bad that doesn't mean whatever because like everyone feels yeah. you know you might feel a hundred more times than the person next to you and each might be the same ability but the fact you have the courage to feel and you keep on going that person next to you might be better than you physically at the whatever whatever it is but once they encounter a bit of failure they're, they're afraid and then they go running you need to be willing to feel and feel and feel and as long as you keep on seeing improvement every day 
towards greatness, that in itself is greatness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like great, like greatness is also failure at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the best people, whatever they've done, they've all failed. But it's not about how you feel. It's about. It's about what you learn from feeling, is what yeah. I think is the big thing. To be honest. One hundred percent. What about you? Like, um. So me like. To give a good wee anecdote and example is like um on my personal training course, uh John, our coach and mentor, was demonstrating the inverted kettlebell uh strict arm press. So anybody listening to the podcast, if you're really not familiar with kettlebell training, like what I'm talking about here is I'm like I'm sure you would know what a kettlebell is, but essentially uh, when John was demonstrating, John is a wizard when it comes to kettlebells, he competed in kettlebell sport. He's phenomenal when it comes to kettlebells. So he had a 24 kilo kettlebell and he, uh, he essentially lifted it up. He just had it between his legs swinging, lifted it up with one hand, steadied it. You know, he lifted it up, caught it in his one hand, steadied it, stabilized it, pressed it up, perfect form, didn't shake and brought it right back down. Had a 24 kilo kettlebell, made it look like child's play. And then he, he, he said to me, Shay, I, I can tell you, I can tell, by the way, you're looking at me, you want to try this, come on, try it, you're strong, come on, let's try it, and, uh, you know, you think you're strong, but, like, there's many different ways to be strong, uh, like, um, like, you can certainly be strong with barbells and dumbbells, but kettlebells is a different kettle of fish, pardon the pun, like, <laughs> uh, certainly it is a different and challenging way to train and like I attempted it and don't get me wrong I got the kettlebell up but I like initially up from between my hips and got it up but I lacked the stabilizing strength and stabilizing power to push that up it's also a new movement as well it's not something I've trained and you know programmed from a neural point of view like so you know and it was in front of everybody else in the class and like everybody's like this big man here can't do this like and nobody could do it to be fair in the class but nonetheless I didn't even care like nobody like said what the fuck like I'm surprised you couldn't lift that because it is quite a remarkable feat to do that um but here's the thing like and here's the point I'm trying to get to like in my mind it set off like a little like explosion in my mind where I'm like hmm I really want to fucking do that (laughs) and I will become obsessed yeah. with this until I am able to do this yeah. and it, it's 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 like uh, and this hasn't and this hasn't just happened to, like in this instance this has happened throughout my life where I've essentially like a failed do you know what I mean like a failed in that moment to do that it was a failure but like I just get like this drive in me where I'm like I'm fucking doing this yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean it doesn't I don't care how long it takes me to do this but I will press that 24 kilo kettlebell, the same way John done it, it, like, even though he's like a master almost when it comes to kettlebells, but I will do this. And not only that, I will show John this in person. I'm like, I can do this. I said, I says, John, I will do this. It's like, I don't care how long it takes, but I will strive to achieve this. And like, that is just an example of like, failure really only just adds fuel to the fire for me. You know what I mean? When it comes to like things I want to achieve, it fucking makes me double down. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Like when I succeed in life, I cherish the moments. Like, but honestly, it's the fears, the failures in life that drove me to heights that I 
can only dream of like and achieving personal growth it's really the rock bottom moments that have really pushed me yeah, to like yeah, totally. aspire for more and strive for more like like all the junctures in my life were a fucked up and failed and like the learnings but the learnings the key learnings as for anybody listening to this podcast like do not berate or beat yourself up over your failures in life you know conceptualize them as lessons like do you know what i mean things you learn from them you will learn so much from your failures and then just incorporate that in to your mentality and your mindset like i know that, like we were talking about like basketball there's like being great examples of like exemplifying greatness and champion and that championship and champion mentality kobe Bryant, like rest in peace like he was the that black mamba mentality that he had was why he was one of the best like and i've, I've studied a wee bit like i've studied kobe a wee bit like and like listened to podcasts and like he was actually like he was a phenomenal person a phenomenal human being like not only was he a fantastic basketball player and champion, had that championship mentality, but he he was a great human being as well. And that's something like like see like like hearing things like the way he conducted himself and like how he acted as a human being, like and that mentality had like it that like that's like something I would aspire to, that that same mentality, that black marmon mentality of like 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 some anecdotes to really explain like his mentality, like like he would always have been like and there's other like great sportsmen who have this mentality like, like Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo has the same mentality. He'd be the first to train him and he'd be the last to leave. And it doesn't matter how long like if there's one odd person in the training session, like like uh, like stories with Kobe, like where people are trying to like, go there early, he'll be there before them. Always, always there before them. And then when people like say, I'm gonna outlast Kobe, it's like, no. Kobe always was the one who was the last to leave, no matter what, he always was the last to leave. And like, I remember a story as well, like where, like basketball, like the, the, like the team he played for, I can't remember which team it was, but like, uh, some of the, like the players wanted to go out, but they had, they had like a training and a game the next day. So like, Kobe was like, right, I'll take you out drinking. Um, I'll go out drinking with you, but, the thing you have to do is you have to promise me if I knock on your door at 6am you're coming out to train with me so Kobe like goes out drinks with all these basketball players like indulges and then comes to 6 in the morning he's banging the door saying right let's go to training as if nothing ever happened to him like he was unaffected by it and these and his fellow players are like what the fuck like how is he like this and like and then he says I didn't tell them this but I wasn't hundred percent, but I still showed up, and I still outworked all of them, and I says to them, "Listen, the fact that I I I indulged with you, and went out with you, now you just have to show up for me, and like I can go out and do that and still show up in my form," and he's like, "If you want to be in this team, you have to cut that shit out, and you have to adopt that mentality of a champion. Yeah. A champion will not be a champion if." you party or give into short term impulsive hedonism yeah do you know what I mean so that's that's really for me like greatness greatness like it is a, it is a personal thing but like some common themes is just how I do anything is how I do everything in life like ah oh, like that is one for me one of my favourite quotes like it doesn't matter what it is it could be doing university work it could be doing a podcast it could be doing a YouTube video it could be doing an Instagram story it could be any endeavor I pursue in life. I will give it my full attention. I will give it 100% effort, due, due diligence, commitment, 
dedication and sacrifice, it doesn't matter what it is, going to work. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter what it is. I will do it with all my vigor and all my 100% attention and effort. Because the way I see it is, right, if I don't, like, if I don't give this 100% effort and attention, what's next? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or, or, or what what next? Am I not gonna like truly one hundred percent commit and apply diligence to and be conscientious of? Do you know what I mean? It's really just about maintaining that mentality, that growth mentality of like, doesn't matter what it is. Do you know what I mean? I'm gonna show up. Do you know what I mean? And then whenever you have that mentality, it means that whenever you pursue any endeavor, you have that ingrained in your head that I will you know, practice my diligence, be conscientious and just strive to achieve this goal with 100% effort. Yeah. <clears throat> I love that, I love that Kobe story. Yeah. Because uh, it's, the way I see it is people could have thought about what he had done and think, well, if Kobe can go out and party and still be the best player, but I can do that. But no, the message behind what he did was, he's like, I already know I'm great. I already know that I'll, I'll work all use, but I'll actually go into your domain. I'll master your domain. We'll hop back into my domain and I'll master it again. Sort of like, he's sort of like, oh, you all want to go out and party? I'll go out and party harder than all of you. But then I'll recover better than all of you and then we'll go play tomorrow. I love that. It's sort of like, oh, it's just, that is exactly, that is the mentality of greatness. Like he's yeah. showing these people what you're doing is wrong, but I'm going to go and master it show you that you know I, i'm the king around here and then bring you back to bring you back to base and say here i just showed you that i can do what you did and i probably did better than all of you but to be where i am we need to do this you know what i mean i i think that's like the great message behind it is just him hopping into like their domain mastering it and then bring them back and be like yeah that was that was fun but that's that's not do that ever again i showed you that i'm the best <laughs> yeah. and then like sort of hopping yeah. back and then he went back and he was the best like that day and like on like on the field and stuff but like uh that that's just the perfect story that encapsulates like what greatness is and it's the same with like the likes of Ronaldo people showing up early and like I think when people find a passion that they feel that strongly about that's what they need to follow and they yeah. need to chase it like and they need to be like those legends and show that level of commitment yeah you know what I mean it, it does it goes back to what you were saying about like having that drive that's yeah. like key key word drive do you know what I mean uh, for me like I've said this before but like I wake up every day and I have that hunger as well hunger like you see if it was really to boil down greatness the two two key words it'd be drive and hunger um, just and I'm sure all like Kobe any anybody that achieves greatness in life like it all comes down to having that drive to strive to achieve the greatness and having that hunger every single day to strive to achieve greatness. Like I wake up every day with, ins- with this insatiable drive and hunger to achieve greatness on, in everything I do. All my success and value goals, I wake up with that like, insatiable hunger that I want to achieve these things. Do you know what I mean? And I'm well aware of like the process and I'm well aware of the journey that it's going to take to achieve these. But nonetheless, like, I actually relish the journey just as much as the end result. You have to enjoy the process as well. The only thing nowadays I think is a challenge for people of our age and just yeah, with all, within our three age ranges is 
there's so many distractions out there but that can yeah. take away from that drive and that drive that we're talking about that is it that is the ticket to success but the only thing is you need to have that the new ability now is okay you've got the drive but do you have the ability to silence out the whispers do you have the ability to silence out the haters the, the ability to silence out just the unnecessary voices and the unnecessary distractions because like you could have the right drive when you show up to train and all but then when it comes to you get distracted by social media you get distracted by social media is the main thing i, I want to point out is like mm-hmm. it can be it's a blessing and a curse but you yeah. need to be able to tell yourself yeah i need to use it in the right way and i can't get distracted by it because i find like when you have that proper drive mm-hmm. like you can be replying to a text and then, oh, I flipped over to Instagram and then I'm looking at this and this isn't actually of much value to me, but this is. And then you now you're watching a video about the top 10 footballers who used to play for Mount City and it's just like, yeah, I have an interest in Mount City, I have an interest in football, but realistically, when it comes to my goal, this is giving me basically nothing. And that's just 10 minutes of my life wasted, you know what I mean? I, I'm one for that. I yeah. could easily get distracted with videos like that and just like that life and it's an, it's something I know I can improve on and I definitely should and I will and I think that's just the main that is a big challenge for people our age trying to be successful and being great is trying to manage social media but then also just trying to manage these distractions and it doesn't only have to be social media it can be back to relationships your friends or you want to be you want to be um, some sort of content producer or some sort of like athlete but then your friends all just want to party all the time. And yeah. that's a conflict of interest right there, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you need to be able to manage that. And I feel like that is the big issue with our generation, to be honest. Yeah. We're trying to achieve greatness. Yeah. Um, do you want to add anything, Marisha? I would agree with everything you said. Especially, I feel like... Mm, I, feel, I like to think, I know me and, me and she have a particular opinion on this, the use of, of the word woke. But... Um, <laughs> I would maybe go as far to say that there are more woke people both your ages, I'd like to say. In comparison to like people your age? Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, you know. And so then that sort of, that sort of uh, brings on its challenges in the sense of, so there's like, uh, that's one thing I find, especially with your example, it's like, I have all these interests and all these dreams and these hopes and aspirations and because my friends or people I know don't have the same like sort of goals and aspirations I do, it, that doesn't matter because I'm so driven myself but yeah. it's just strange to look at everyone my age, not everyone but most people, they're all the exact same and like, no offence but like, <laughs> <laughs> just want to make that overtly clear. <laughs> um, it's like, that's mediocrity right there, it's like just being yeah. like everyone else. I want to become uncommon amongst uncommon people, you know? Mm. And the fact that all these people are just doing the exact same thing. Like, you want Instagram me to see, like, seven straight posts of the exact same thing, just regurgitate it. And then, the only thing that, that stops that is just some Instagram advert. And then, oh, back again, <laughs> another freaking eight posts the exact same thing. Yeah. And it's so repetitive and, like, monotonous. It's just, oh, my goodness. Like, um, that's okay. Because see, when I'm doing my push-ups and I'm doing my 400, 500 rep challenges every day, I just think about those people aren't doing what I'm doing. And that's definitely one thing that David Goggins talks about in, you know, in times where he uses that as motivation. It's just, those people aren't out there doing what you're doing. So, just do, let's, be, just, let's just try your hardest here, like, you know? <laughs> but, um, not saying that I like these other people as if, like, puny humans that don't go out and do 500 raps every day. But it's just, like, I feel like a lot more people my age need to become 
inverted commas woke. Yeah, it's you see like it's a thing that comes with like a word woke like um like I prefer like in, like to be enlightened but like even people would like disagree with me in the sense like like enlightened is like a, a lifelong process yeah. Do you know what I mean? it's not something that like I would say I am in the process of becoming enlightened but like I'm not like truly enlightened like enlightened and being enlightened is like I would put it up there with like self-actualization potential and like your full potential yeah. you become more and more enlightened like it's an easy thing like that's yeah. thing you have to bear mind if like you know yeah. When I was your age, I was like fuck, like a fraction of the person I am, like in the sense of like the wisdom and knowledge I possess, yeah. especially the wisdom. You know, like like the wisdom, typically does come with age. Yeah. Now, like I would say, you're an outlier. Like you are exceptional for your age to yeah. have the knowledge and wisdom you possess, yeah. and to have the mentality you have. Um, you know, yeah, like people like our age who don't have don't think the way you think yeah. do you know what I mean and like there's people that, like there's people a lot older than you and like I have to say like there's people that are older than you and you're wise in them yeah. honestly um, so the obviously like the part I, I like the yeah like the archetypical notion is like you know wisdom comes with age yeah and that is true in most cases but you are an exception to that rule um, you know obviously I think a big thing for you, like, is probably you've been, you have good influences. Um, yeah, I would, that's, I was just going to say that if you, like, my influences would definitely. Yeah, but it, even, like, myself, like, I wouldn't have became the person I am without, like, positive, yeah. uh, you know, constructive influences, like, people who yeah. I can model and framework my life around. Um, yeah. And the social media, like, it also comes in this in the sense that, like, I only, like, I was talking to you about this before the podcast started, like, I am very conscious now of, like, who I follow on social media. I'm going to be honest with you, like, if people, somebody follows me, and, like, if I don't know them personally, and if I, I will look at their profile, and if they do not add value to my life in any facet or capacity, I will not follow that person back. It's no disrespect. Honestly, you know, anybody listening to this, like, that is not... It's not because I dislike this person or hate this person due to superficial superficial factors like other appearance. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, like, like, a really attractive person could follow me on Instagram. But if I look at their Instagram and look at the content that they are sort of, like, showcasing, if it's, like, does not add value to my life, I will not follow them back. Just give an example. Like, I'm not going to name any names here because, like, the person, the person in question... Is not from where, where we are from. This person is possibly American or maybe Brit- like from Britain or somewhere like that. I don't know where they're from, but uh, they're a girl who uh, essentially uses her body as a commodity uh, in the sense of like she's a very attractive girl, but her content is very ex- uh, sexually explicit. And like, don't get me wrong. I am very, like, I'm, like, I, like, I love sex. I'm a very sexual person, but the mission I have in my life and the message I'm trying to dispense and, like, the value I want to add people's lives is not that. Not mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And that there is not my commodity in life. My commodity is my knowledge and my wisdom and the personal growth I achieve. And I don't, I do not resonate with that whatsoever. 
don't get me like do what you have to do in life in order to like make a living but that's not that's not what i'm about like yeah do you know what i mean so i will not follow people like that people who have like my like my only fans or whatever you call that say yeah only fans oh. uh, only fans do what you have to do in life to make a living especially in times like these given the current situation um but no I add value to people's lives in different ways and like I follow a lot of like I, like influencers as well they're another example but I follow people who add value to my life to die can then add value to my followers life. yeah so um, I think like another quite profound question that I think we can sort of take a deep dive in and deconstruct would be you know what did you learn last year um, that you're essentially like letting go of this year? I was hoping for this one. Maybe you could get us started off. Yeah, well, I can certainly start off. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of things in the past year I've learned. Uh, a lot of lessons, uh, a lot of successes. Uh, and certainly obviously failures as well um you know i think i think one of the biggest things that i've come to terms with not even just over the past year but certainly I'd, well like fundamentally from the past year is like really a not giving a fuck about you know seeking external validation from others uh, and like to, to give my sense of self fulfillment and to make me feel good about myself you know I've uh, through the process of growing as a person um, and acquiring knowledge and wisdom I've I've literally transcended like the whole notion of like thinking about external factors and I really uh, like this like the more knowledge and wisdom you get it's almost like the more you focus on the internal and like yourself and like what you truly want like a good example would be like the like the gym when i first started like i mean essentially like i was doing it for external validation and for the like the self-gratification of like oh like you know like i'll look good for like girls and i'll be able to get girls and everything and then like that is not that does not foster long-term motivation and certainly does not foster drive in order to achieve, like continue at that particular endeavor or any endeavor because you're reliant on an external stimulus or source. That drive needs to come from within. It needs to be internal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You need to be doing these things because you fundamentally want to do it, not because you're doing it for anyone else, but because you want to do it and you want to achieve success at this endeavor. Um, so I learned just not to get caught up on trying to like be i mean this is really a, a massive thing like a lot of people i think listening to the podcast would maybe do well to take on board is like stop trying to be like the person you think uh you want others stop trying to be the person that you think others want you to be do you know what i mean like letting go of that fallacy of like oh i need to act this way or talk this way or behave this way no you don't for other people no you do yeah. you i think really what what most humans want is to be their genuine self to yeah. be you know their true self 
not some sort of like made up self that they think others want them to be. Yeah. That genuine, authentic expression of their true self is what will certainly give them a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction in life. Do you know what I mean? Like, like everything I do in my life is a true expression of my genuine and authentic being. It's not some yeah. superficial bullshit that I'm doing to try and impress people, uh, to try and make myself look good. Like, you know, doing it, like doing what I do, like the podcast that I get, I'm not making any money doing these podcasts. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm doing these podcasts out of like the love I have for it. Yeah. The conversations that I have. Yeah. The, like the fucking, the value I can add to people's lives, like yeah. and the information they can get from this. Mm-hmm. That they can improve and not improve their lives, not just their own lives, but their family's lives, their friend lives, their community's lives, and this all has knock on effects. Do you know what I mean? And for me, like that, that, that is like like not like you could say fuck like you're doing this and like you're not even getting paid to do it like or like what the hell would your motivation be behind this? But that's it. Like it's just knowing yeah. that I can help people exactly and add value yeah. to their lives. Um, and it's the same with like my YouTube channel like don't get me wrong there is like potential in the long run to like make money from what I'm doing but like that's not why I'm doing it first and foremost like I am doing this truly out of the love and the passion I have for it and the drive I have for it like to like like I mean I could get to the point where I'm making money but like I would still fundamentally be doing it uh, because it's my mission uh, to add value to people's lives and to achieve my dreams and help others achieve their fucking dreams yeah. do you know what I mean together on this journey uh, so yeah to sum it up like you know the biggest the biggest thing that I've learned to let go of is trying to be that person that I think others want me to be yeah yeah it sort of ties into what I was thinking um, it sort of inspired this thought was the thing I've learned is don't be afraid to do what's best for you especially when it's against the grain yeah you know what I mean like say for me as well as being also being able to pick out the positives out of certain situations like there was a situation where my friends um there was one friend who was just sort of going against the grain of what the whole group was doing and then like they were sort of like you know didn't like what this person was doing but then me I actually sort of sat back and everyone sort of disagreed what this person was doing I thought like Fair enough, that person is actually doing what's best for them. They're not doing what we want to do and, you know, say, go out, whatever. They're actually sitting thinking, you know what, the best thing for me to do is, is do this. And um, they sat and they, they put themselves first and they did what was best for them. And, like, people didn't like it, but respect, you know what I mean? Respect yeah. for them, like, choosing what was best for them. And it was against the grain and they had the courage to do it. And... You know, not everyone can see that perspective. Another thing I probably learned is being able to see other perspectives. Yeah. And then what can you learn from that? You know what I mean? It's easy to, it's easy to like disagree with someone thinking, oh, that person's, you know, that person's this because they're doing that. It's sort of yeah. like, well, no, try to understand their motivations. Why are they doing that? Like, where are they coming from? Yeah. And can you learn something from that? And then I think that that tool right there is so useful, especially with relationship with everyone. Like uh, if one person's coming at you with this energy, and with this motivation, you definitely shouldn't get angry, and it's easy yeah. to get angry in certain situations, but think, like, why Why are they coming at you that way? Especially if it's someone who's reasonable, like if it's a close friend or a family member, and they're reasonable, think, why are they coming at you that way? Obviously, mm-hmm. if it's someone who 
you know, you don't know and you don't know where they're from, you don't know anything about them and they're coming at you with this energy, it's totally chaos, you don't know what to do, but if it's, you know, if I was coming at you with a certain energy about a certain topic and, like, you really want to do something, I didn't really want to do it, if you try to understand my motivation, you should probably, like, be like, fuck, fair enough, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to criticise you for not doing what we want to do, we actually understand why you're doing that, and we still might disagree, but at least now I can sort of like understand what you're doing, why you're doing it. And know what I have respect for you for choosing that decision and know what fair enough. Like we still disagree, but like now I'm not gonna be thinking, Oh, you're such a bad person for not doing what I want to do. It's like no, I now know your motivations. I know what you you actually have quite respectable motivations. Um fair enough, we disagree, but that's it. Um so the first thing was saying but uh yeah seeing all perspectives is, is a big thing but yeah going against the grain is a big thing like just putting your own dreams forward sometimes because like you're gonna have to say no um unfortunately especially if you yeah. have if you're quite sociable and you have quite like a large family and friends around you and they always want to do stuff but sometimes what they want to do is not the best thing for you yeah so you need to be able to say no sometimes to situations that might be they might be good short term in terms of happiness or it might be good short term because uh you know you should have a party and you're out doing whatever and like that's fun but you need to make time for that but you also need to be able to be said to say to them like yeah no i need to sit and focus on my studies i need to sit in maybe have an always gym search or maybe I need to sit in and focus on some content i want to produce yeah you know what i mean because that if you focus on that a bit more and you produce you know, it's not only content, but say you have that actual gym session, that's the best thing for your mental health. But then it's also, it's the most rewarding thing you can probably do. Building relationships mm-hmm. is incredibly rewarding, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But sometimes saying no and focusing on that one thing you really want to do that's a really big goal of yours in life and focusing on it and adding a bit of work to it, that is the most beneficial thing and that's the most rewarding thing. So, yeah, that's probably what I've learned in the last yeah. year, to be honest. Um, I feel like there's again with like everybody like I've grown like exponentially like from like this this day last year to like right now I've grown so much and even like I just like ties in with one of my points is just going back to what Jack said in relation to understand different perspectives like this is gonna get slightly controversial so <laughs> like well we love warning right now but one thing I really just don't agree with is this like um. Grants my gears is whenever you know feminists just degrade men completely. Like I'm talking about radical feminists. Yeah. Like I just um, but like not just that. I just I really don't like whenever I've definitely done this before, but it's definitely something like what you said. Understand different perspectives is if something say not not placing myself sort of like trying to disassociate myself from the situation, but say if there's somebody's hardcore left like a left wing and there's somebody's hardcore right wing right. You just will probably most likely see not see the eye to eye on anything, and that's okay. But at the same time, if you're going out to eat, you might agree on somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> you might agree on like everything. You might agree on like anything else. But this, yeah. you know, and it, the, it, feminists like radical feminists, not all feminists, but like extreme, really extreme radical feminists, just like just see a man and it's like that's a dirty man pig. Don't want to speak to him. You know he should just not exist. And like, what? You haven't even got to know the person. Yeah. <laughs> and even in relation, like, what? I just, I can't, that's something I really find so hard to comprehend is the fact, just, be, you're so invested in this ideology that you're just going to de- degrade a human being without speaking to them just because 
their mama. They're literally being prejudiced against a, you know, a type of people yeah. just for the being that type of people. And that yeah, is. It's, yeah. it, uh, they're, they're blinded by the they're blinded by their own dogma, and like it, it's something that uh, also relates to something Jordan Pearson said. Loads that I find really profound. It's like when it comes to ideologies, like you know, people think like, yeah, uh people own ideas but really like ideas own people exactly um and feminism is a great example like you know religious fundamentalism is a great example as well where these people to use the phrase like they can't see the trees in the forest like in the sense like they like the thing about like these ideologies is they believe that their sets of beliefs is like axiomatic like fundamental valid truth and like they're right and that they themselves and they are only they themselves are only right yeah you know uh like like radical feminists like believe that there's no man like the true radical feminists believe that there's no man out there that really serves any value to women's lives and that yeah. they're really only just striving to like perpetuate patriarchy and like continue the patriarchy like whenever like, like, don't get me wrong, like, I'm not denying the existence of patriarchy, it, it has yeah. existed throughout society. But essentially, the problem with feminists, like, radical feminists, is they want to, like, shift the paradigm to, essentially, like, a matriarchy. Like, they want to reverse it. This is with the sense that women are, like, like, like I said this to you, but, like, t-shirts, like, saying, like, the future is female. Yeah. Like, I have a problem with that, like, because the future is not female, the future is human. Uh, yeah. yes. It's not female. Like, yeah. you know, don't play that game. That was the right. What if a man wore a t shirt that said the future is male? One hundred percent. Like there, you know, there's it, something wrong with that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And even going back to what you said, I sort of like got caught up. It is this is this actually circles my point. Um, one thing I've definitely learned is just to enjoy the little things. Like I love talking to people. Like I love this. Like not talking to people necessarily, but like see this like yeah. intellectual discourse. Yeah. I love this like yeah. the initial question was something that I learned from last year and then Jack's answer got me like spiraling just another thing like I just love this intellectual discourse where you can just bounce between different things yeah. and it just makes me so intrinsically happy and that's why whenever you said this is like the fact of it's like why are you doing a podcast like you don't give head for it like and I just start smiling because like why am I sitting here like but like not about it because <laughs> like I love talking yeah. to you about like issues like this so I get yeah. to like I get to like we get to share opinions and I get to like hear your perspective on something although we're quite like like-minded me and you jack and even like us all of us here like, i still just love hearing like uh, loads of different things yeah and that's something i just really love and it's like although a 16 year old girl like her agenda's not you know her her you know and i haven't got a lot in my play right now you know i'm not <laughs> finding like the answer to you know interdimensional travel right now <laughs> but you know <laughs> there's still time but yeah like i'm not that much and like but i just love sitting like i really do enjoy the small things and that's yeah. i think something people just need to definitely become aware of because it looks creepy but sometimes i'm sitting there and i just start smiling like just out of nowhere i just start smiling <laughs> I just, i'm so like happy yeah. sometimes it's like i don't know like it's just yeah. like you yeah. know like i just begin to appreciate the small things like the other day I was outside and just heard like the birds. I've talked about this before, but this happens to me like the birds get me every time. Like I'm outside and I just hear them and I'm like, well, I can't even see what this bird is, but I can hear it like right in my ear. Like, where is this bird? Like I I sort of get like questions when I where where these birds are, like but like but like they're just like all the way they just talk like together, but they're also far away. It's just like that constant like chatter of birds and it's just it's so beautiful. The fact it's like so harmonious. 
it's like think about like in that tree there might be like a really hardcore feminist in this tree there might be like a, a really hardcore left wing and in this tree there might be like just a really hardcore like right wing but we're all talking we're all like chatting it might be like chatting shit to each other but like it's just yeah. so beautiful just to sit and hear all these birds harmoniously just chatting mm-hmm. even if they're chatting shit and it's just that like this is an example of like I've just jumped down this rabbit hole and I have no idea what just happened but like <laughs> uh, I've talked about this before uh, yeah. Aoife has a problem with verbal vomit which probably I don't know if that needs to be addressed but it'll, it'll keep happening um, but that's the whole point of a podcast it's yeah. the great thing about it it's, it's, it's free flowing and spontaneous and people like people like appreciate that people appreciate yeah. the ge- ge- like the authenticity of it and they can yeah. be genuine like and it's a good thing but like it's not yeah no sc- like we're not running off any script here yeah we're not like, like we what have the fuck? What they talk about like birds and trees and yeah. like political agendas like that doesn't yeah. make any sense whatsoever and like see right now i'm talking really fast because i'm just like all this shit in my brain is just flying you just want to like get your point out as quickly <laughs> just, as possible so, like, we can just yeah, continue yeah, like, going because like, i know we've got like 15 minutes left and i want to like talk yeah. about everything you're like Ben Shapiro you like, Shapiro, you like talk so fast but yeah. like um, yeah but yeah um, no like I think really what you were touching on there is like the value of being open minded um, yeah like it is like uh, like if it was like I'm a very open person yeah and um, that is like in terms of personality trait like that is something that you know I, I like I can only see it being good, like you know, in the sense that I can open up to anyone about anything, and like yeah, I've had plenty of hard hard conversations with people, like, a uh, friends, family members, um, God, even people who have I've met for the first time, on a night out, say, and then you know later down the line they actually do become friends and um, like br- like brothers almost like um, you know, and he, <laughs> even like out of the proclivity, like even like. Thompson smoking area like it can turn into hard hard conversations. I'm just that person yeah. who's like, it doesn't matter and it doesn't like uh, like and it doesn't matter as well. Like you know like I don't drink but like I don't need a drink to open up. I don't need anything, don't need any like conscious altering substance to like open up. Where yeah. some people there's obviously people out there who aren't as open and like they're more sort of closed in and shut in like and closed minded like and they might need like a social lubricant like alcohol in order to open yeah. up. But like I don't need that. Like I mean I. I wear my heart and my sleeve in the sense that like, you know, I am very open about everything in life and you can tell me anything and I, I'll tell you anything. Like, yeah. Uh, and like, like, having that open mind is the key to really, you know, being intellectual because you can't be an intellectual if you don't have an open mind. Yeah, you know, definitely. You know I mean? Or even to be like, to achieve growth in life, you need to be open-minded because to achieve growth, you need to take risks. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And you need to be receptive to like to new information, to learning new skills, and not being afraid to challenge yourself. And the only way you're gonna challenge yourself in life, uh, and face adversity is by having an open mind. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? If you don't have an open mind, you're not gonna like be receptive to new information and try to like test yourself and like learn new skills. You're just gonna be content yeah. in your own narrow little microcosm. Like, I think all life is like all right for me. Like, I'll just live a quiet life of like desperation here like yeah or you're just not like you know pushing yourself to grow but uh yeah like that's it's such a fundamental quality i think that everybody should adopt in order to achieve personal yeah. growth you know, I, like i think that mindset is so important to help make yourself sort of like bulletproof like if you're totally aware of who you are what your feelings are feelings are um like and what your feelings are but you're aware of like where you failed, what you did wrong, 
what you've done good and you're totally aware of the person you are today um people can't use that against you like yeah. i find this thing growing up especially in high school is like people may slag you for your appearance may slag you from where you're from the way you speak all these things but if you're like totally it's hard to do but if if you're in a position where you're you know who you are you know what you're about people can't really use that against you people can't bring up that time oh one time you dropped your poop in the dinner hall <laughs> it's sort of like you're in a position where you're like i know that happened i know exactly what happened i know the situation but yeah it is what it is like yeah. you know what i mean like if you're in that position like that's just one funny example but you know what i mean like uh you're aware of your feelings and you realize yeah well i fell down there once but like you know what i mean and you're able especially the thing as well in those situations if you're able to make comedy out of it and make a joke out of it it helps de-escalate the situation yes especially with like bullies like yeah. if they're using something against you if you're not insecure about it, like, that's another thing. Like, if you're that open and honest with people, you're not insecure about really anything. So you can't use your insecurities against you because there are people out there who will try to do that and try to, like, take you down a peg or try to just make you worse or try to make you feel a certain way just to make them feel better, which obviously they have a lot of issues and they sort it themselves. But if you're in a position where you're sort of, like, bulletproof and you're, like, there's really nothing you can say that really hurt me apart from, like, you know, if you really try and try to get try to hurt the people who mean something to me obviously then you have an issue yeah. but me myself i'm i know who i'm and what i'm about you can't hurt me i think that's so useful because then literally you're all bulletproof and you also just you're open and honest about who you are like as you say like you're able to talk about like something very personal that happened say like five years ago with some stranger in thompson's like the fact you're open and honest about it and you talk about well you know that happened but i learned this from it and all this here that's so useful you know what i mean i think it makes you so much stronger as a human it makes you so much better because uh you're bulletproof and it also shows you that you're able to like look at something you feel at and then analyze it break it down and realize what went wrong and how you improve from it and how you um have grown from it you know what i mean that also shows you the ability that you're bulletproof but you're also able to deconstruct your feelings and then improve on it you know yeah. what i mean and that's two skills in themselves mm-hmm. yeah I mean, exactly. definitely like yeah. uh, so um it here's a, like an interesting question um it certainly can make you think like but what 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 if both of you like what would be your superpower Anybody want to take a stab at that first? <laughs> I mean, if you want to get like I, I oh, go like. Um, I think I might mm. have something left here in the Aoife's <laughs> empty barrel of a brain. Uh, <laughs> my intellectual speed is like it's it's. Yeah, well, bear in mind anybody that's in this podcast, we were recording at like one in the morning, but so like we're really, we're putting that intellectual grind in here, like. Yeah, um, brain's working on like a slower pace than it usually is, but I have formulated a thought. I don't know, that's a good thought, but um, could give it a try. Um, I'll articulating words and coherent English, so here goes. <laughs> um, I definitely think one of my superpowers, although it's like I'm no, I'm no super superwoman, so person, no. superman. But I feel like if as a like superhero, it'd be pretty shit. For, like it'd be a pretty shit superpower. But for me, it means a lot, right? I'd be like social justice lady, right? That would be my <laughs> part or like name, 
and and wear like this mustard cape, right? But my power is like, right? I believe for me, it's like seeing any sort of shit situation, anything that happens is not great, and it wasn't predicted because you know there's gonna be a lot of chaos. It's it's gonna happen. You're not gonna have a lot of control over it. It's just taking something from it. And I think that's so important from a young age. You know, like especially in like high school and the fucking just it's like the free for all coliseum death pit that is like high school. I'm sorry for those <laughs> words. Like that's I'm sorry, like but that's what it is. Um definitely being able to take not take shit from people because I don't I don't agree with that, but just taking the light from like a shit situation so yeah. you know always learning something and that's sort of the back to your point you know it's like seeing where I went wrong even if it's not your fault say if someone bullied you or someone did this that the other like someone who's bullied myself it's like so that sounds like I'm I don't know how to formulate that but I was bullied myself and so that has taught me to be like a far more patient person and we spoke about this like off the podcast but not to wear my heart in my sleeve although that's something I still do but it's something I'm definitely working on it's just become more like calm collected and um, when I'm having that, especially to debate with someone, like have sort of no emotions attached in the sense of like yeah. I want, I want to present a, like a concise, calm argument right now. Um, and even just taking everything that I've learned and it's just, uh, I can't remember the name of the person who said this quote, which was like Shekwin, I can remember, I guess, <laughs> but I can't. Um, you know, after every dark night you know, the sun will rise again and be a new day. I butchered that quote, but... Yeah. You know, you get the idea. It's like, although the, the night might seem so dark and so cold, but the sun will rise the next morning. Yeah. And from that sun, I can learn so many things. And from there, that'll help me build my, like, bulletproof armour so I can go out again and fight those frost walkers in that dark, cold night. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Social justice lady going out with, <laughs> with her great sword at night. You know? Yeah. But, like, apart from, like, the joking and stuff, but it's just, like... Yeah, to actually take the, you know, lessons from these situations. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, going, like, just before, like, we, we say our little lone superpowers, but uh, you reminded me of a quote similar to what you were saying there of Dostoevsky. Yes, that's, 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 is that that, what you were thinking? That is him thinking of, but I watched the quote so much. Uh, yeah, like, uh, the stars are brightest when the night is darkest. Yes, exactly. That was the yeah. quote, yeah. Although I it's a deep quote, like, yeah. but you know, um, I, c- I can definitely like it's definitely so true. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like the way I, the way I deconstruct and conceptualize that quote is like the darkest moments like present the greatest opportunities to really shine. Like, yeah, it's yeah. really yeah. like flourish and prosper. Like, yeah. and really be that light for people in the darkness. Like, um. But for you then, Jack, what would be your superpower, bra? Yeah, to touch on what you were saying just before you get to mine, it's just sort of, I, yeah, I got to the stage where sometimes in quite dark situations, or quite, you know, what, what people would perceive as negative situations, sort of just being able to like take a second and realizing where you are and thinking, how did we get here? And then where do we go on from here? And then sort of like, you almost like it off, even if the situation's horrible. Yeah. You sort of laugh yourself thinking, how did I get here? But not in the bad way, it's just how did I get here and then where are we going from here? And then like just being able to be being able to be calm in those situations is a big thing. And trying to be sound minded. You know, don't don't get too emotional because emotional like you know it is important given the situation, but 
It's also being able to stay calm and think of what's the best thing to get out of the situation. But um, I superpower and I feel like I know, like it's a bit, a bit shit. But um, <laughs> like I know it would just sort of, definitely be something to do with time. I think maybe go going back in time or maybe pausing time and just being able to sit and enjoy certain moments a bit longer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sounds really deep and sounds no. really cute, but um, <laughs> uh, just literally there's times where like I just wish I could just. Or like capture this moment perfectly and being able to like yeah. revisit it, boom, like instantly. But I know that's some, it is impossible, I think. But that superpower would just sort of be something that appeals to me, being able to pause it and just being able to like live in that moment a bit longer, just buying a bit more time in that sense. Yeah. I think that would be a superpower I really like. And there's something I mean? you can work on now. It's like, you know, become more present and. Yeah. You know, in the moment the situation's mm-hmm. dying, though, it's yeah. like, that's a good thing, though, because then you're coming aware of the fact that, you know, you want to be more present in situations, and you want to, like, but then that's also, you know, but yeah. That's, yeah. That's okay. I, think, I think I'm not I too, like too bad, because you, you find with some people, uh, like, you, you're in a situation that you've been looking forward to for, like, weeks or months, and then some people, like, instead of spending time with the people that, like, I say I look forward to my birthday, so, and, like, really looking forward to it, and then, like, say you know, looking really forward to it. The main thing I'm excited about is like meeting all my friends and my family and having them all in the same place so I can enjoy their company. That's it. And that's the transition. I'm like, yep, just sit on my phone the whole day. Just like pay more attention to my phone and my friends and my family. There is people who are like that. I find the people who are like, yeah. they look really forward to something, but then they spend the whole time just doing something silly like, oh, just go on my phone here. It's just sort of like, yeah. what, what are you doing? Or like, like, what would, you know, what, why? Yeah, what, I don't, what, I don't why? understand. You know, like, like yeah, I, there's like a couple of people in my mind who I think do that, yeah. but I'm just like, literally, when I'm in those situations I've been looking forward to, I spend all my time just balancing between my friends, talking yeah. about having a crack and just sort of living in the moment. And That makes you question whether that person was being disingenuous when they were like saying, oh, I'm really excited for my birthday or, yeah. I don't know, That's a, that is very interesting. And I, yeah. I know people like that as well. And it confuses yeah, me. Yeah, it's very confusing. Because yeah. I literally go on the stage where I mightn't actually be on my phone for like, I might check the time maybe, but yeah. I don't actually probably go on my phone unless I'm like, I'm talking about something that I really want you to sh- show you it or something. Yeah. Like, unless I have a genuine reason, I'm not just going on my phone to waste time. Um, But like, I could go on periods that I literally don't look on my phone for hours because I'm too yeah. busy in yeah. the moment with my friends. Like even right now, like, I know it's not even been like an hour, like nearly like an hour and a half, but like yeah. still, like even when I went to pitch today with my other brother, Dar. Like, we were up, like, three or four hours and didn't look my phone once. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Except yeah. I took a photo, like, All right. Because you're so... Um, yeah. You're so engrossed in the moment, like, and you're enjoying the present moment, which is fucking exactly what you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's you know, so important. Yeah, because, like, you're deriving a lot of, like, meaning on purpose out of what you're doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there's no need to, like, you know, go on your phone and, like, try and find... Because that's, like... Yeah. You know, essentially, people, when they go on their phones, like, uh, people say, oh, it's boring. Really, like, it's just they're looking for, like, a meaning. Like, they're looking for something meaningful to look at yeah. or yeah. something purposeful. Um, and, like, my superpower, like, uh, relates to, you know, trying to improve the ability to be present yeah, and be still in the present moment. And that is, my superpower is my ability to meditate. And oh, shit. Every podcast, we come back to meditation. Yeah. Which is something so important. You see, like, and the thing about meditation is it's a real, it's like, it is a real life, like, ability and superpower. And, like, it is something that you need to work on every day. And it is yeah. something that, you know, you need to have an open mind to. 
but the mind is truly like limitless in terms of what you can do with it and like what you can achieve with your body if your mind is optimized your mind is a muscle you see the way i like to see it is your mind is a muscle it isn't really a muscle do you know what i mean what i'm saying here it's not a muscle like but it like we're going to conceptualize it like it is a muscle yeah so like the way people a lot of people like fall into the paradigm of like i need to train my, my body I need to make myself physically strong do you know what i mean like i'm strong i can bench press this and i can squat this i can deadlift this and i'm strong physically and i eat right and you know like i eat good foods and i train hard like and i push myself and i've got this knuckle dragger approach and i'm hard physically but up here like they're not doing the work they're not training their mind they're not practicing mindfulness they're not doing meditation they're not working on their spirit do you know what i mean there are four d's in my philosophy and that is four domains the mind the body the spirit and the emotion and if all those aren't optimized and all those aren't in sync and all, all those aren't harmonized you're eventually further down the line you're gonna run the problems so like if your body is optimized uh you know and maybe even your mind is optimized but you aren't you know implementing spiritual practice which is yeah. like the thing about meditation is it's great in the sense that it covers like it does it like works three domains essentially like it does work your emotion on your spirit on your um your mental because the biggest one of the biggest this is why i consider um med- meditation to be superpowers because the fundamental benefit i derive from it is my ability to handle my emotions and regulate my emotions day to day you know yeah. certainly like the biggest thing i can anecdotally talk about here in terms of benefits of it it's like in the past little things that would have annoyed me angered me um got me upset got me triggered you know swap out whatever vernacular you want to use um now i don't get triggered or angry at these things do you know what i mean these little small like insignificant things like because i'm able to take stock of the present moment and like live in the present moment and be like uh oh this that that, that little thing that person said Ugh. whereas beforehand would have maybe enraged me or like um made me like disappointing the person i, I don't I don't think that way anymore like yeah. I, I have a better handle of my emotions like one of the biggest takeaways from this podcast if anybody's listening to it is like do not let your emotions rule you fundamentally especially whenever you're engaged in the like a debate or a discussion well or an argument a lot of the time with people is like you know the person like Jordan Pearson taught like I, this is one of the biggest things I learned from him is like whenever you're engaged in an argument with somebody like or discussion if the person is shouting in the person who is shouting in the argument has lost the argument do you know what i mean i have been in a situation where someone is shouting at me or somebody is like utilizing anger and emotion to try and like drown me out in the discussion i frame it as a discussion they see it as an argument yeah. so like what i essentially try to do is i essentially try to negotiate with the person to de-escalate the situation and bring them down to my level in the sense like this we're having a discussion here and being empathetic compassionate in the sense that i understand your perspective here i understand that you're angry i understand that you're upset but i i'm not matching this i just want to have a reasonable discussion yeah. i want you to see reason 
in this discussion we're have or discussion we are having, I don't want you to utilize anger. I don't want you to utilize like sadness or any sort of like negative emotion. I want yeah. you to just simply see reason in my argument and what I am discussing with you and also with you. I can truly emphasize and be compassionate with your position and understand your position. Um and from there I've noticed like I've 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 been able to like bring someone down from being in that heightened negative sort of mentality and, st- and emotional state whilst I am still able to keep a handle on a little of my emotions even when the person is shouting us and almost like screaming at me like I remain calm I remain focused I remain present in the moment and like I will just I mean I guess it's the big thing is like for anybody who wants advice when they're trying to de-escalate an argument or a potential conflict with somebody that could be like friends, family, partner, daffling partner, like, you know, I've daffling had many arguments that I, you know, I've, I've strived to de-escalate to a discussion almost like, you know, and the keys are like maintaining eye contact with a person, never break fucking eye contact with someone you're having say heated discussion or contentious discussion with because they will pick up on that because that relates to body language that relates to mannerisms you want to maintain eye contact with that person at all times you want to show them like even through your eyes through your body language your mannerisms your demeanor that i emphasize with your position right yeah totally i understand your position and i have compassion for you and all i want to do is have a discussion with you i don't want to shout at you i don't want to be angry at you don't want to get you upset and that honestly when you have that discussion with that person and you show them that you are like genuine and you because like if you if you have this sort of attitude of like like people pick up body language very easily you see when it comes to communication with human beings people pick up body language mannerisms and demeanor a lot they're a lot more sensitive to that than words 100 percent if you want to be a master communicator you need a master body language yeah you need a master demeanor and your posture and how you you know just your body language completely it needs to be you know it does it tells a lot about you as a person your body yeah, language yeah even when you walk in a room you yep. don't know anyone they, they can't, you know they might even speak to you but just by reading the room just by people's body language you can gain a fur sort yep. of perspective as to you know what am I walking into here yeah 100% so yeah that would sum it all up like that would be my superpower my ability to be still in the present moment, regulate my emotions, keep a handle on my emotional state, not let my emotions like cloud my judgment or rule me. Yeah. You know, because once you let emotions come into play and come into uh, the dominate your mind, the reason goes out the window. You don't want, and a lot, like a lot of the time, you don't want reason to go out the window. You don't want your emotions ruling you. Yeah. Now, at the same time though, I, that, I would not dismiss the utility of emotions in certain situations. Like, you know, there is utility in anger and aggression. Do you know what I mean? Like if, like say for example, like like one of your lives was in danger and like someone was trying to kill you, like I would kill that person for you to protect you. Like I would take their life or seriously hurt them in order to save your life. And that would, like in order for me to do that, that would like necessitate anger and aggression. And yeah. like going in a controlled manner in order to like save your life. Yes, it may be at the detriment of their life, but unfortunately, I'm not like a more philosopher who believes in the, like 
you should love everybody equally. I have like uh, a vast love for yous. Do you know what I mean? This sort of in group loyalty. Like I'd kill a person to save your life, but that's just my own philosophy. Like it's just family's everything. Like first and foremost, like. But uh, yeah, essentially, um, anybody listening to this podcast, um, don't be afraid to, you know, direct message me or ask for some guidance and advice on how to start meditating because I can honestly say it has had such a profound and positive and beneficial impact on my life. I do it every morning, I do it for 20 minutes every morning. But like, do you know what, like I said, I do it every morning. I do it most mornings. There's times where I'm so busy in the morning time, like I don't even get time to do it. Yeah. But honestly, I meditate 20 minutes every morning, at least five days a week. Um, this morning, like for instance, I wasn't able to do it because I had a, at a online conference, like, like, like an online uh, lecture for my personal training course, because obviously given the current situation, everything's moved to online learning. And like I, I was working late last night and I slept in and like I had to go straight to my um, online uh, lecture. I couldn't just start meditating while the lecture was taking place. Um, <laughs> sort of defeats the purpose of like yeah, that. Yeah, so there might be instances in your life where, you know, something in your value hierarchy, hierarchy takes precedence over the meditating. But you can always like meditate like at the end of the day or at some other juncture in the day like um, when you have the free time. Yeah. But certainly anybody can hit me up about advice on how to meditate. Um, I can point in the right direction of people who are very good when it comes to material, like for um, mindfulness meditation. Like Emily Fletcher, her book is very good on mindfulness meditation. Like um, she went to India and like and studied Sanskrit and was with yogis and all that crack. She's just very insightful and very knowledgeable when it comes to how to effectively meditate. Cause there's a bit, there's a difference between mindfulness and meditation. And she would go in depth distinction and something I'll probably talk about in a, in a future podcast as well. Like we'll take a deep dive into mindfulness meditation, but um, yeah, and that's definitely one thing. Is even if you're, you know, you want to like double sort of we every podcast that I happen to be in. And thank you so much for keep 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 taking me back. Don't yeah. know why I keep taking me back, but I'm here. Um, but you know, it's mindfulness all or sorry, meditation always comes up. Um, but that's because it's such a it plays such an important role it has in my life and I'm assuming for you too. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about you, Jack, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, if even people like online, there's I use an app called Headspace. I'm not endorsing like it's not a paid endorsement. Not yeah. yet, it's not. But you know, you can use like Headspace, Calm. And there's many guided meditation like meditations on YouTube. And I'm gonna set a piece of homework. Although I'm sort of like taking over the podcast. Sorry, Shay. But uh, it's a, it's like um, a piece of homework, and it's also a call to action for yeah, the listeners. I would definitely check out any of those and just do like there's you know you can do like, there's there's meditations as like as like the they're so small like you can do one for three minutes just a double you know. Um, as well as this, um, I would love if any of the listeners out here could find someone in their lives and have, try to spark a meaningful conversation. Uh, you can do this by, you know, looking back at different podcasts, remembering like, you know, Shay, he asked us very deep, meaningful questions and, you know, even writing them down, sitting down with someone and speaking to them the same way we are. You know, Shay's a, I don't know if I'm exposing Shay right now, but he has a file page in front of him that has questions on it. <laughs> Yeah. That's the secret. <laughs> um, no, oh, but it just it just helps. Knowledge. It just helps. You know, you know. Cause when it's he's a very knowledgeable mom, but he can't. You know, like there's 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 a lot of there's a lot on that page. You know, but that's yeah. not even the point of this. But just sit down with someone, even yeah, just a page and a few questions on them, and just 
has a spark of meaningful dialogue because I trust me it'll it'll reap so many rewards and I'm not sure if you can comment on on Spotify can you? But if you can um, definitely what is Shay's YouTube? We'll we'll this is a good segue. See, definitely comment uh, on how either of those went. Yeah, so I write at the you can certainly leave a review on Apple Podcasts uh, if you enjoyed the podcast and if you find it insightful and meaningful and resonate with the content. Um, at the minute, we're obviously working on getting all the podcasts on video. We've recorded, we've video recorded, like, essentially, like, all, all the podcasts nearly. Uh, it's just obviously with the size of the videos and the length of the videos, it's a bit of a... Like it is technically more difficult to upload them, but certainly like I will endeavor to upload the video, um versions of the podcasts on YouTube, so that anybody can give any feed like watch the watch like some people do like to watch podcast video of the podcast as well as the audio, and they can certainly give feedback on the YouTube channel through comments. So, yeah, um, I suppose the finish the podcast up. I mean, I asked, I've asked, both the both you use this question before. And I ask every guest on this podcast this question, but we'll just, I mean, we all, like, you probably would give an answer, different answers every time I'd ask you, but, like, for both of you, what does it mean to live, you know, a life of indomitable health and fitness? I'll throw this question over to you. <laughs> um, oh, I love this question. Um, for me, to live... An abdominal life of health and fitness is um I think it sorta of goes back to the theme of this podcast, um, throughout to be honest, especially like I feel like honestly this podcast embodies that question. It embodies like it is called, you know, the abdominal health and fitness podcast, whatever way you want to word it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what literally what we talk about is the answer to that question. I know that's a really like <laughs> shit way to answer the question. But, <laughs> but literally but you're, you're right though. But like literally the things we touch on, like things that spring to mind just like from what we've talked about is the drive that we've talked about. We've talked about Kobe Bryant, we've talked about ourselves, the drive he embodies the drive that we also embody uh, when it comes to our passions and like our passions, whatever it is. But when it comes to health, you need to have that drive when it comes to health and fitness um the teachings we we've talked about um with certain subjects like uh the way you should conduct yourself or the teachings we've learned through our own lives i think that also ties in i would say like if i skimmed through this whole podcast and picked out cherry picked the key lessons um that people can learn from this i would say they all embody exactly what that question is um and i feel like the fact we were able to talk about it and then bring these lessons to people we're sort of spreading the word of like you know an indomitable health and fitness life you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah um what about you I would definitely yeah. agree I really like like how you sort of like I really liked your like summing up of that question um but I'd agree just having that drive in all aspects of your life so that you know whatever this you're faced with that you can that you can face it you know and you can conquer everything that comes into your way yeah. you live a, ha- a life of and health and fitness. Yeah. I, I mean, think I think that is the great thing about these podcasts because we literally, what we talk about embodies what the name of it is and we're not like, we're not, the name of it isn't misleading. I do believe what we talk about in the lessons 
we've learned and we were able to communicate with each other is exactly what it says on the tin sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So but seeing, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose that, I suppose it always will come back to me in these podcasts, like, what do I think of it? Like, I mean, so I was certainly have a lot of practice of, like, what I really think and what it means to, you know, live a life of endowment health and fitness. But, like, you know, we talked about Kobe in this podcast and, like, I really resonate with his own mentality of, like, black mama mentality. So, like, the way I see it, like, I have, like, an indomitable mentality. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, like, want to be unstoppable in my pursuit of greatness, in my pursuit of all my success goals and value goals. Um, it does go back to, like, everything we've talked about here, like, re- like relentless and insatiable drive and hunger to achieve all my success goals and achieve greater personal growth for myself, for my friends, for my family, for my community that all those things are essential components of essentially what it, what it means to live a life of endowment health and fitness and just fucking going out there and like you know conquering seizing the day copy diem julius caesar you know venavidi uga i can't make i conquered you know adopt that mentality to everything you do in life and you will certainly live a life where you will prosper flourish and fucking thrive so all i can say is that everybody listening to this podcast go out there and fucking get after it like and uh, i want to thank you all for listening um next week or well this week coming especially guest on the podcast will be my brazilian brother mr glormy passos um so be sure to tune in for that podcast and for all you listeners in podcast land thank you for listening and i'll catch you on the flip side see ya Look.